0: So i don 't know if you heard the uh, the what happened overnight. Uh, some of you have been rushing around uh, the breaking news that came out maybe this morning that the Patriots have traded Tom Brady to the New York Giants. Did you get that? Did you happen to read it Yeah it did it did it 's shocking news it 's crazy stuff now. For some of you, the background to this—if you're not a sports fan—if you remember in 2008 and 2012, the Giants played and beat the Patriots both times in the Super Bowl, right? You know, so when when the when the Giants announced that they were letting go, cutting their quarterback Eli Manning, who was quarterback both those Super Bowls, you know what? Tom said, "Man, what an opportunity to play for my rivals, my arch rivals, the team that beat me two times to wear that that giant jersey." You know. So they cut a deal, and Tom is off to the Giants to sign for the Giants. How cool is that? Amazing, right? Okay, so, so it's not true. That's that's fake. If there's ever fake news, that's fake news, right? <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, I could hide behind the tank. Should I do that now? <laughs> so listen. But if it was true, it would be like scandalous, right? Like I mean, you would be like stunned right now. It would be like a betrayal, Tom. How could you do that to us, huh? Now something similar happened in the time of Jesus, right? You know, when you had these Jewish religious leaders, they were known as Pharisees, and one of their own, a Pharisee or Pharisees, maybe in in that day and age, the, the goat of the Pharisees, a guy named Saul, he becomes the apostle, what we know as the apostle Paul. Now, when Paul was a Pharisee, he would pursue and track down people who met like you and I do here to worship Jesus. He'd drag them out. He'd beat them. He'd imprison them, pull them out of their homes when he found out where they lived, and, and just persecute them. You see, he was a Pharisee, but he switched teams to follow Jesus. He became a follower of Jesus. He, now, when that happened, when, when Paul had this experience with Jesus... God changed Paul, and then God rescued Saul, who would become Paul. Then God transformed Paul, and then God sent Paul. So you see here this rescued, transformed, and sent. It's a pattern that God used for Paul. It's a pattern that God uses for you and I in our life. Take this in today. Because It's just one of those messages that if you let it seep in, it really can help you change your perspective from currently where you are and just see things in a greater, grander way. Jesus says in John chapter 17, verse 18, and he's speaking to his heavenly Father, as you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. Jesus is sending us into this world. When you live a sent life, it radically changes your world as it did to Paul. It changes the why and the what of your life. You want that to happen. You want the why and the what in your life to be radically changed. When you follow Jesus, you live sent. You live for a bigger why. Yeah. You, you, you want to see it happen. Like, why? Like, why do you exist? Why are you doing that? Why do you get up in the morning? And God is calling us to this great big why. And our why is that because of God's love, because of Jesus' rescuing hand, we pursue personal transformation in ourselves and in each and every person that comes through this door. Yes? In each and every person we baptize, we want to see them transformed into true followers of Jesus Christ. This is our why. Let's go to Acts chapter 9. And we see now Paul in the process of having his why radically changed. Now this is a moment when Paul has been rescued by Jesus. And and he's told by God to go see a man named Ananias. Who's a Jewish man who's trembling with fear. Like okay when God is telling him hey this guy Paul is coming to see you. Like oh okay you mean that guy Saul. This one who, who persecutes and beats and imprisons you know people who believe. In you, Acts chapter 9, verse 15 through 16, God is now speaking to Ananias. It says, the Lord said to Ananias, Go, this man, Paul, is my chosen instrument to proclaim my name to the Gentiles, those people who aren't Jewish, people of all types, all walks of life, and their kings and to people of Israel. I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. So Paul is going to have a new why to bring the gospel to people of all types and all walks of nation. That why now is to carry that good news that Jesus saves, that Jesus rescues. And now Paul is sent to be an instrument in God's hand to see this happen, to share the message of Jesus Christ from the very beginning when God supernaturally called us to start this church in Gardner. So I say that because, you know, I did. We, Christian, I, truly felt, based on all we knew and our counsel to others, that we would have planted a church. Looking back now, I really believed it was of God, and it was of God, and we honored God, and it was a, a lot of obedience in there, a lot of counsel, a huge amount of sacrificing just to get us in the game. And, and yet, now came the supernatural part because we were going in one direction and God supernaturally calls us. And as he called Paul to suffer right out of the gate, he's like, okay, you're going to lose that. you got to give up. you got to chop off that. you got to change that. Just you and me, your wife, let's go. Let's do something great. Not exactly in those words, but that's what the summary of it all was. Okay? And God called us supernaturally now to start this church in Gardner. And the first thing was the map, where it was going to be. I want you to do it in Gardner, not what you're thinking about doing. And the second was the mission. I want you to change your mission, and the mission is going to be to see people come to follow Jesus, to see people believe in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. That was the mission of Chair City Church then. It is the mission of Chair City Church now, to see people come to know Jesus, to be rescued by Jesus. Yes, this is your mission, church. It's why we do it. It's why we purchased the building. The way we did. It's why we did such a high quality renovation. It's why we have logos on the wall and the cake outside. It's why we're up trying to, uh, in the process of uh, uh, upgrading lights. Everything we do is to see people follow Jesus and trust in Jesus. And everything matters. Everything we do matters, which is why we give attention to it. I was meeting with somebody earlier this week for breakfast. They do not come to Cheer City. Someone who's been inviting them invited one of their relatives. The relative came in and was speaking to him and he was trans, he was forwarding the message, the report of what the guy told him. And he says, you know what? He was so impressed with your coffee cup. He couldn't stop talking about the coffee cup. It's like he still has his coffee cup. Everything we do matters. Everything we do. That people have sat in the, in, in the hen house and heard over people talking about parking. The attention, everything we do matters because every person matters, and we go after with everything we have. We run to the battle because from the very beginning, we want to see people come to know Jesus, right? Yes. This is our mission. It's why we do the life groups we do the way we do it. 143 signups for life groups this session. Awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic, right? You know, we've got our freedom group. You know, our freedom group. You know, I think we have over 30 people in our freedom group. It's kind of like a discipleship, deliverance uh, group. It's wonderful. And in five weeks, those people, they're going to be going on a two-day retreat Friday night into Saturday. So excited for you. So excited about that. In the the first service, we baptized, one of the people we baptized came to Christ, came to salvation in the men's group that meets on Tuesday night. Come on, how great is that? So we talk about lives changing, people are coming together. And then a few weeks later, he served, he's a very good cook, and he served him a great meal at his house. I love it, I love people coming together. Stephen's ministers. Last week I had over 20 Stephen ministers in my home. What is a Stephen minister? It's people who are trained by those here at Cherish City Church, our team. 20 weeks they go through training and they're taught how to come alongside somebody when they're in a time of grief, of sorrow, of sadness, of need. Somebody they know have died. Somebody in their family. that Somebody struggling with drugs. They just go into a tough time. They've lost a job. They just need somebody to come alongside and be a presence of the one true God in their life. Yes? And they're trained on how to do that. How cool is that? You're going to see in in the back of the chairs, also at the guest services table, there's promos for Stephen ministers. If you want to be a Stephen's minister, the next class starts up in September. If you need a Stephen's minister, if you need somebody to come alongside you, Take that number, that email address, contact us, and somebody will contact you. And look, we are not alone here. We have a God who's a very present God and a very faithful God, and we are instruments in his hand to support and to carry one another's burdens. Yes? And we do something. As I say, we put legs on our prayers, right? All right, now, as a church, we are living for a bigger why. That why is to see people come to know Jesus, to come alongside him, and to support that mission in any and every way we can we are joining Jesus and rescuing people so you live for a bigger why and next you live for a bigger what like what how what transform people bless people that's our what we are blessing people you get this this morning I'm telling you you get you were created to bless people That's how I live my life Just let that be part of your DNA. Let it be part of the blood that courses through your veins. Let it be the first thing you think of. Let it be part of your narrative in your head. I was created to be a blessing. My God blesses me and I bless other people. Yes? Look, I want you to grasp that this is part of the transformation process. All that we do, transformation is the river that runs through everything we do here. A barbecue. FX last night was crazy in here last night. We had 110 people. Our kids' ministries came up here. They did a phenomenal job. It was so much fun. We had a ton of fun. afterwards. We had people that don't even come here. They don't even come to our kids' ministries. They came in as guests and they had a fantastic time. I mean, really, it was, I'm telling you, it was high quality stuff. I was, I was blown away by how, how good they did it. We just said, look, let's get one under our belt. I just want to do this, and then we'll build from here. They knocked it out of the park first time out. It was awesome, 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 awesome. <laughs> and really, we had so much laughter and so much fun in here last night. Look, because you've been transformed, There's going to be evidence in your life of changed ways. Meaning, not only say changed from drinking or smoking and drugs, fantastic, but changed ways in the way you respond to things, the way you process things, the effect they have on you. You're going to break, you're going to start new habits, break old ones, and all for your benefit and for God's glory. We have a saying here that we are to enjoy God and glorify him. As John Piper would say, we want you to enjoy God. And and in doing so, we want you to glorify God. And the more you glorify God, the more you're going to enjoy God. Listen, we who've been blessed by God now live out our lives to bless others. And we enjoy this. We are sent. God invites you into his blessings. And then he calls you to bless others. Right? He's a blessing God. It's his nature. It's who he is. In the beginning of Genesis, it says God created man and woman in his image. And when he created them, he then set out to bless them. In Genesis chapter 12, verses 2 through 3, he says, I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on the earth will be blessed through you. So now what does it mean you're going to be a blessing, and, and to all the earth... Well, let's see this picture kind of come to fruition in a grander way when we come into the New Testament. Now, that was the Old Testament, beginning of the Old Testament, Genesis. Now we're going to come into the New Testament, and we see what? The coming of Jesus Christ, his death, his resurrection, the coming of the Holy Spirit upon the apostles, and the beginning of the church. And now in Acts chapter 3, verses 25 through 26, it says, And you are heirs of the prophets of the covenant God made with your fathers. He said to Abraham, who was one of the early church fathers, early fathers in the Old Testament, he said to Abraham, through your offspring, all peoples on earth will be blessed. When God raised up his servant, he sent him first to you to bless you by turning each of you from your wicked ways. So God makes his promise with Abraham, this covenant, and then we see that covenant now carried out into the New Testament, right, through Jesus, as Abraham blessed others, so now we, right, will bless others as well from our faith in Jesus. And the first mark of God's blessing is he rescued you. You were rescued by God. You're here today. You have faith in Jesus because he rescued you. Now, and when that happens, you're compelled to bless others, blessing them by sharing your faith with them and letting you know what Jesus did in your life. I, you know, I don't do that all the time. It's not my always go-to card but I'm ready and I'm wanting and I'm willing and 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 I'll do it, I'll do it personally. I've talked to you in broad strokes about my coming to faith, but not in details. But if I'm sitting there with somebody and I'm having coffee with them and somehow I see something come up in them and I'm like, wow, you know, there's something in my process of coming to faith that's a detail. I'm going to share it with them. You know, I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to open up and say, hey, you know what? This is, this. yeah, you know what? I get that, and, and this is what happened to me. So you want to be, sh- and, and by the way, here's, that was me then, and this is me now, and that's how I was thinking about that situation, and here's now how I would approach the same thing, and all of because of my coming to know Jesus. So we're sharing that with them. We're sharing our faith, and we're talking about also, You know, we're inviting people to church. We're inviting people to come and join us in church. And we're leveraging our faith in an impressive manner. What does that mean? Mean the way we live out our lives day to day, we're in that mode of thinking, how can I bless somebody? How can I be a blessing? How can I take my faith and apply it into their life that's going to make a difference. You never know what's going to come into your path. And those opportunities come a lot more than I think many of us realize. Last night, I was, I was kind of wiped. We've been, we've been going some serious hours, right? And it's all good. I just, I, I love my life. It's just hard to keep up with it sometimes. And uh, so I kind of, I kind of, after f- FX, I went home and uh, even though I didn't do much of the work, uh, I went home and I kind of, ch- I just laid down just to, to rest a bit. And it was like eight o'clock, and it must have been about nine o'clock, nine thirty at night. Christy and Justin, thank God, they went out to get some uh, printer for the paper, because often we might have to print out some things at home. And uh, I guess Justin's telling me that either on the way in or on the way out, because he's just telling it to me this morning, uh, on the way here, he says, "Yeah, you know, we we're going through the parking lot at Walmart, and this woman, she she falls, you know, and she falls down, and uh, and and we we uh, we." we see her there, and a lot of other people come walking over, and, uh, it turns out, I guess as the story comes to, you know, comes to unfold, she was, um, she had fallen four times in CVS, and now she's fallen in a parking lot of Walmart, and she's, uh, she's not terribly hurt, but she's stunned, and she's, you know, somewhat discombobulated, so the people are rallying around her, and, and they start to call her relatives or somebody she knows, you know, to come and get her, and to help her out, and he says, you know, dad, I was just standing there, and, um, I guess he, he went to the lady and he says, Would you like me to pray for you? And she says, You know, I would like that. And so Justin, right there with everybody there in the parking lot on the floor, he starts praying for the woman. And, and he says, Dad, when I finished praying, I looked at her and she kept praying. She kept talking to God. He goes, it just blew me away. She was still talking to God when I finished. So how cool is that? We always, we want to be blessings to others, right? And you know what, by the way, she might have said no. And Christy and and Justin were still blessing her by being present and helping out and and being a part of of practically helping her along. But either way, to be a blessing, right? And, And to know that God is often bringing opportunities, you know, in your life. That you see, if you're not, open, if you're not thinking to be a blessing, you miss them. You miss a lot of them. But if you're on the mark, if you're on point to be, you know, thinking outside of yourself, how could I be a blessing? I'm telling you the opportunities are there all the time. Bless, bless, bless. Bless somebody out there. Before you leave here today, we have an expression, you come to church on a lookout for God, you leave the church on a lookout for people, people, right? That's it, people, people, people. Look to bless somebody today. Before you leave here, even consider, just be on the lookout. How could I bless somebody today? Because you have a God who blesses you, and you bless others. Now, here's the thing. To bless others, to be a blessing, you got to get beyond yourself. You hear that? Now, I didn't say to get over yourself. Some of you need to get over yourself, too. But I'm talking about getting beyond yourself It's not easy. It is so difficult. We're so conditioned to kind of remain within ourselves. But here, but you know what? God calls us to get beyond ourselves, and you know what? Jesus did this as well. Philippians chapter 2, verses 3 through 4, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of others. You see that? It's a definition of how to bless others. Uh, yesterday at the uh, men's breakfast, we have a monthly men's breakfast. It's one of our life groups. I was sharing with the men there this verse. I actually shared a chunk of that second chapter. And I talked about how it really took us about Jesus, you know, go, you know, just putting aside his deity for the sake of coming here to be close to us because he loved us and, and humbling himself even to death on a cross, right? Wow. That he became one of us so that we would be blessed. And I talked to the men there, and I said, I want you to, I want you to read this. Write it down. Digest it. Because this right here, this is a mission statement for how you would serve your family. This is a mission statement for a marriage, right? In humility, meaning, if, if not for God, what would I have? What would I be? I'm spiritually bankrupt." Apart from God pouring his blessings into me, apart from what Jesus did for me, I'm so grateful that I can have this new life. I am now gladly and willingly going to consider others in my home before myself, their needs, their wants. This is what I'm going to be. This is what I'm going to do in my home. Wow, that's a great mission statement for somebody in a house, right? For, you know, for a man leading a home, if you will. And to turn around and to be in any relationship, with your children and your home spouses and I have this way of living life, I'm going to bless those I love in my home and I'm going to do so right here to consider them above myself, not looking at my interests, but consider the, considering their interests first and how I can bless them. Come on, man, you'd be splashing life t- in your home, no? Listen, serve them. Bless them. Jesus served those he loved. Right? I want you to get this. It's it's huge. Serving is huge here. Blessing people is huge. As, I'm, as I was preparing this to do it, I'm like, you know what? I guess I never... Yeah, it's just, it's what we do. It's who we are. We bless, we bless, we bless, we bless. Let me give you an analogy here. So uh, Friday night, Christy and I, we took some time. We shot up to Keene to see a Fleetwood Mac tribute band at the old Colonial Theater. They were really good, man. I, I didn't think they were going to pull it off because, you know, Stevie Nicks has got that, that voice. She's... <laughs> girl knocked it out of the park. She did really good. It was a great concert. And uh, on the way up there, we you know, we're thinking about, hey, let's grab something to eat, and then we'll go to the concert. And so I'm looking through the restaurants. And, and he, I, got a, I got a very simple objective here as I'm looking for restaurants. I want to eat well, and I want to be served well. Not complicated, right? That's it. That's what I want. And so we find a place, I think it's called Pedraza's or something like that. It's a Mexican restaurant. Pretty good. It's up there at the ending of the strip in Keene. And you know what? I'm getting to the restaurant, and and I, I'm pretty sure they have the same objective as me. What does the restaurant want to do? Well, they want to make money, but they want, to, they want to make sure that I eat well and they serve me well, right? Because if they do that, I'm going to be a customer and I'm going to come back. So we're kind of all in the same place, right? Now, does the restaurant want to make me a waiter? They don't. They don't want me to be a waiter, right? They just want, they want to keep me as a customer. I eat well, they serve me well. They don't want me to be a waiter. The church is entirely opposite than what I just told you. We are here to make you a waiter. Yeah, a waiter for the kingdom of God, not to be a customer of the church. And that's an encouragement. It's not, I'm not, that's an encouragement. It, it, that's me thinking there's so much that God has breathed into you. That's me believing that God, even as we speak, is pouring his blessings into you. That's me helping you to understand that the more you make yourself available to God, the more you realize how blessed you are. And the more you exercise that and bless others, the more you realize how blessed you are. It just keeps going. And people might say, well, how do you do so much? I'm blessed, you know. I'm just blessed so grateful, so glad of what God is doing. We're just living this out. Now, I don't want to keep you as a customer. I want you to become servants of the living God. I want you to become waiters and waitresses of the one true God. I want you to see God do wonderful things in your life. It's just what I've known. It's just what I've experienced. And and it's just been such a wonderful journey for me. Now, when you live that way, it just changes your entire disposition. It does. It, 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 it gives you an, a whole different, if you will, 80s word paradigm, the way you're processing things, the way you're interpreting things, the way you're seeing moments when you're saying, I am blessed, truly blessed. Scripture tells me I am blessed. I know I am blessed. I know Jesus. And I am now going to live out my life to bless others. It's on my radar. It's who I am. It's what I will do. Look, you, you come here and you, you taste the goodness of God. Awesome. And, and you're rescued by Jesus and praise God and, and baptized. How cool is that? We love our baptism. We just, we do, we love it. And we love that families are rescued. People are rescued. And we know when, when people are rescued, their families get rescued. Their marriages are often rescued. We praise God, we thank God, and then comes the transformation, right? We want want you to be transformed because we know God has so much for you. He created you for this. God has called us to transformation, right? But the only way you're going to see transformation is you've got to get beyond yourself. Huh? The purpose of God is not for you to be a reservoir, but for you to be a river. Are you getting me? God didn't mention, He didn't want you to be this kind of piling up of something that's just still. He wants you to be living and acting and twisting and turning and just vibrant and pushing through and making a difference. Do you understand what I'm telling you? He's pouring His blessings into you that you would be a river and then you would now pour blessings into other people. And you can, whether you're an. 19-year-old young man in a park and thinking, oh wow, what do I do next, you know? <laughs> or whether you're 90-year-old woman, huh? like Loretta gives me a testimony of how she blessed somebody. No matter who you are, your gender, your age, your race it doesn't matter. You were created by a living, loving God and he's poured his blessings on you for you to go out and bless others. Hold to this truth. No matter where you are in your life, no matter where you are in your life, the greatest stories of Christianum come from people who were suffering and struggling and had little and unthinkably transcended their circumstances and blessed others. See, that's what you do when you're living out to bless others. You transcend your circumstances. And our circumstances sometimes can be so challenging and so overwhelming that they just kind of blind us, you know. It's like taking one of these lights and putting them right up to your face and you just can't see anything else but that light. And we're in the midst of a pain or a difficulty or uncertainty or just life sometimes. It's so active. It's so busy. Like we don't see any, and we get caught. We get stuck in these places. And God is saying, but if you would just know that I've blessed you and I've blessed you to bless others. We, we, we then transcend our circumstances. We, rise, we spiritually rise above our circumstances. Huh? And we are people of blessing. And then we get up there and what do we do now? We bless others and we have that experience of being a conduit of God's blessing and his love and his transformation. And we're transformed. And more than not often, our circumstances become transformed as well. Huh? How amazing, right, is that? And you know what? Not in the way that we would have done it, but in the way that God divinely and supernaturally chooses to do it, huh? Bless others. Know that. So once you're rescued and transformed, you're living for a bigger why and a bigger what. You're no longer conforming to the pattern of this world because it doesn't compare to what God has for you and what God is doing through you. You're living outside yourself. You're sacrificing. You may be suffering. You're, You're exploring. You're in places you never thought you could be doing, things you never thought you could do. And you realize, I am a servant of the one God. This is what I want for you. I want you to be a servant of God. I don't want you to be a customer. I want you to be a waiter. I, want you, I don't want you to be a spectator. I want you to be a servant. I want you to serve God with all your heart, soul, and mind. I want you to be thinking, how can I serve God? Because God is a blessing God, and you are a blessing people. You are meant to bless. Bless what you are available. It's not your ability. It's your availability. Be available and serve God, man. Bless others. God's challenging us. In these coming weeks, we'll see things we've not seen here. We will break records here numerically. We will have, you know, probably even Palm, Palm Sunday will break a record, highly likely. If not, And then Easter, we will, sh- we will break records on Easter as far as the number of people coming in here. And I'm thrilled about that and I'm excited about that, that we could all be a part of that, you know. And I want you to be a part of that history. Don't be a spectator. Don't be out there. Don't get caught up in your circumstances. Know that, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bless others. I'm part of Chair City Church. I'm part of this group of people. We had a tremendous, well, together, we, we're just unbelievable what's happening every day. It's too much. I can't even talk about it. There's so much going on right now. People's lives being changed. Things going on Wednesday night, Friday night, this night, today, after, oh, my, It's amazing. Don't get caught up in your day-to-day life that's doldrum that you're trying to spice up, right? Don't do that. Infuse your call to be a blessing to others into your day-to-day life. Be part of history. Jump in. I'm not going to turn around and I'm just saying let God lead you to make sure that you are intentionally blessing the people that are here with you and the people out there. And that what an opportunity you have coming up this Easter, huh, in this culture, in this country, to be part of this church, to turn around and say, man, I'm not sitting on the sidelines. I don't care. I'm going to find a way to bless people this Easter. I want to tell you something. I don't, I don't go... That first service, after the first service, a woman was in here. She doesn't come in here much. She came in here. And where's a card somewhere in here. I've been changing my back and forth. Anyway... She says, "You know, um, she goes. I I heard what you said, and um, you know, I could tell that she's kind of in a process with God. And she says, um, I was just thinking, what what can I do? She goes, I I, I don't come in here often right now, but I enjoy when I come in. But what can I do? And she says, you know, um, I I I'd like to I, I'd like to send. this is a wonderful uh, camp, a special needs camp, and uh, and um, they have this really, it's a beautiful camp." She says, I'd I'd like to send a special needs kids, uh, somebody, if you know I want to send them for a week. I'll pay for it. I want them to go to a camp. How cool is that, huh? You know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's a beautiful thing. And I got a feeling it's a banging camp, man. (laughs) Right now, just by its location. And so I told, I, said, I told people, I challenge you, like I said, don't leave here without blessing somebody, without thinking how could you bless somebody. Realize, just pause and realize it's in me, it's in me, it's in me. God has poured his blessings into me. Just saying that has got to be encouraging. Come on, man, right? And now I'm going to turn around and, and how could I bless others? And, and, and that's what it came to her. She said, you know what? This is what I want to do. I, I want to send a special needs child to camp for a week. How Cool is that, huh? That's what I mean by it. It just just keeps going. Wonderful things are happening. Get in there somehow. Whether it's jumping in and and serving in the kids' ministry coming up. You know what? Praise God. We got such a great team of volunteers, they're scheduled out for Easter. We are scheduled out right now, three services. That's super cool. And I thank you, my, our wonderful team of volunteers, how committed you are. And they're excited about what's happening. I'm telling you, get in here and support them. Get in there. Sign up. Come alongside them. Greet people. Hug people. Talk to Just get in there. Don't miss what God is going to do this Easter. Get into that lobby. Serve people. Like I said, we're, we're, just so you know, we are set with people But I don't want you on the sidelines. I don't want you to be a consumer. I don't want you to be a customer. I want you to be a servant of the one true God. And I want you to bless others. And you will bless. Coffee cup, bless somebody. God is putting you right there. Don't picture what you think it will be. Know that you're just trusting in God and you're going to bless others. In here, in your home, out there, in a parking lot, just know I was created to bless someone. Yes? And that's what we do. You got, I mean, all year long. That's what we're doing. Christmas time, the house of peace and education. When we started this church, I realized, I mean, that's what we did. So I called it serving. I called it incarnational ministry, coming alongside people in our community. But I'm like, that's what we did. We were blessing them. Before we launched into Garden Cinemas, we were already going to the fellowship table during a week and cleaning pots and pans and serving people food and and mopping floors. That was the core, of the small group of people that launched this church. That's what we did first, just to bless. Because I said, look, this is what I'm calling you to. This is it. God has called this church to see people come to know Jesus Christ, and I did not think this would happen. Honestly, even with this supernatural call of God, I I struggled. It's not happening in other churches, churches that I were a part of, that I thought well of, that I served on. It wasn't happening there noticeably. I'm talking about people coming in, continually coming. That's where we went, and then being transformed and being a part of that body of Christ. That just was not being seen in like a noticeable, measurable way. And me and Christy were concerned about this. And not only did I, on one hand, we think it's just not happening. How are we going to do it? But then we had this great concern. You know what it was? I said, Christy, let me take a deep breath here. I said, you know, Christy, you and I, we're kind of more along in the faith right now. And I think we can, like, navigate this people not coming to know Jesus. Like we can be in a church like we were for two years. We loved the church. I mean, we, we just loved the church. We had a great time there. The people were good people. Missed them when we left, right, and when we relocated to come here and to start a church. I said, Christy, we can navigate singing about Jesus, about people coming to Jesus. We can navigate that. You know, pe- singing that people are going to come to Jesus, but nobody comes. Years over, nobody came to know Jesus. We look around ourselves, we don't see really anybody that has come to know Jesus and that is still with us and that's part of us. And, and we can maybe navigate reading about it over and over in the Bible and the books about people coming to know Jesus. And, and God changes and transforms people. But there's nobody around us that has been transformed that's been changed. Maybe we can navigate, navigate that in our faith. But what about our children? What are our children going to know? Are they going to sing these words and read these words and never see it happen? What is that going to do to their faith? I said, we cannot. We, God has, we cannot stand by and let that happen. We want our children to see people changed, transformed from their faith in Jesus Christ. And we're going to do everything we can together to make a place where that's going to happen, so that our children that this will be part of their faith. And they do. My kids. We're praying when people get changed. We're talking about it. We love it. We're, we, you know, we. Th- this is why we're doing. This is why you're a part of it. What's going on? And what I realize what we're doing is in wanting to be a blessing. God's called us to be a blessing, to see others come to know Jesus, to see people see who God truly is. We're not so much about protesting things as we are about professing our love of God and who he is and that he changes lives. Do you hear me? Oh, I'm all over the place. Look everything we did and we, we, want it, we want to bless everybody the people who aren't saved the organizations in the city uh, House of Peace and Education the GCAC Banquet Mission of Hope Church we just blessed them I told you in several ways that they went to their building around Christmas time we sent some fun just a pastor and their family at uh, New Hope in Templeton at, at People's Church in, in Ashburnham just saying we love you grateful thank you for what you're doing just want to bless you we'll bless we'll bless but we will not stop blessing Because this is what God has called us to do. And the more we bless others, the more we just grasp the goodness and the greatness of God. Do you hear me? All right, let's get going. Worship team, why don't you come on up. Why do we do all this? Why are we pouring out hundreds of hours and thousands of dollars? On Saturday at the men's gathering, at the men's breakfast there, I told the guys, you know, like last time, I said, "Look, the church is God. Is just so glad to be able to hang out with you that you'd come and spend a Saturday morning with me and chat about life and God." So we, we got the breakfast. I said, but I told them in advance. I said, but you know what? I, I want you to bless this waitress, Justine. You know what? Because I I want because you know they, they treat us great there in the place. They give us our own big space exclusively for us. They have it ready for us. Why? because they know we're a church that blesses <laughs> you know we got that rep out there and you know i walked up to justine who's just a young woman knocking herself out working hard and i handed her a boatload of cash <laughs> i said here's here's from the guys thank you so much she's she, she looked she was just stunned like wow you know meaning what what did what did what did she look like she looked like somebody who's just blessed right like man it's not what i expected today but they did. We Before we left that place and with our bellies full and a lot of laughter, we made sure we blessed somebody. Do you hear me? Bless somebody today. Know that you are meant to be a blessing. Now, when you came in here today, you were handed a, a connection card. And it, it, one side, it talks about my next step and about starting a relationship with Jesus. So that's a decision that you make. That I believe you're being drawn to when you came in here. That's part of that process. God is drawing you closer to him. God is drawing you to awareness of your need of him. God is drawing you to a place where now the truth of the gospel is not garbage. It's not rubbish. It is truly a treasure to you. It's power to salvation to you. Huh? And you want want to yield to that. You want to embrace that. And you want to today decide to follow Jesus. To now begin to, to, to step into God rescuing you. To, to see that process through right now, knowing that transformation is beginning. Regeneration, the changing of who you are is happening. And this is a beautiful thing. And that God is pouring his blessing into your life now. And that by by trusting in Jesus, by believing in Jesus, by the confessing of your sins and turning of the way you're living and turning to God now. Hmm? That you are going to be transformed, your life and your circumstances will be transformed, and most of all, you will live forever in eternity with a living and a loving God. You want to check that box off? I'm renewing my relationship with Jesus. I've decided to have a relationship with Jesus. I'm renewing. I am no longer a customer. I've been living out this Christian thing as a customer. I am a class A customer. Yeah, it's just what I am, and you know what? It's just what I know. I don't have time. I don't have the gifts, I don't have. Uh, I, it's just, I just. just know. I, I'm. I'm just. Uh, you know. I got hurt in another church. Uh, you know. The th- my thing is, man. When I want to see. When I see Jesus face to face, he's just gonna say one thing. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Or hey, I never knew you. It's gonna be a quick conversation. And I don't want to be able to stand there before him and say, "Well, you know, this church, this, and you know the schedule, this." And you know, I, I'm not here. I'm here. I want you to be inspired. No goat. No. I want you to be inspired by knowing that God is blessing you. He's poured out His blessings on you. It's why you're here. How awesome on a Sunday morning that you would be here with your family individually. How just how awesome. How courageous. And, and that. You, you just you don't want to just stop there. You don't want to be a reservoir and settle with that. There's so much more for you. Huh? You are a river. Today, step forward. Have that relationship with Jesus. Renew that relationship with Jesus with vigor. Check off one of those boxes. Bring that card out there to all of us. I just want to leave you with this. Live for a bigger why. Live for a bigger what. Every day, say to yourself, As you get up in the morning, God has blessed me. How can I bless someone today and change your life? To God be the glory.